Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult Series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME-CE credit. Mike S. is a 59-year-old male with type 2 diabetes, hypertension, and hyperlipidemia. He comes in for a scheduled follow-up, and you noticed he's gained another 8 pounds over the last 4 months, bringing his BMI up to 39. He looks frustrated as you tell him about his increased weight while he takes a sip from his ever-present can of Diet Cola. Could this cola be making the situation worse? Hi, this is Frank Domino, family physician and professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. And joining me today is Dr. Susan Feeney, assistant professor and coordinator of the Family Nurse Practitioner Program at the University of Massachusetts Medical School's Graduate School of Nursing. Hi, Susan. Hi, Frank. Well, um, my guess is, is every patient we see um, has a weight problem and is answering it with diet soda. So, um, so this... What's in diet sodas? What are non-nutritive sweeteners? Um, so it's a great question, and I actually, um, until I had read this paper, I didn't realize the breadth of non-nutritive sweeteners. They're any sweetener that can take the place of traditional sweeteners like sucrose, which is table sugar, or glucose, or the ever-present high-fructose corn syrup. Um, there's two worlds. There's the synthetic world, and we think of back in the 60s, there was saccharin, but then there was aspartamine and sucralose. And then there's some natural high-intensity sweeteners. Um, Stevia is a common one, and a less common one until you start looking for it is is a sweetener called uh, that's derived from monk fruit. And they all have very high-intensity sweetness and they provide no absorbable, digestible calories. Okay, so people, people feel that this is, because there's no caloric intake, that this is going to help them. So no calories means people lose weight and live longer? Is that a good thing? Well, that's always been the assumption. Yeah. And, and up until maybe 10, 15 years ago, we assumed if we could replace sugar in people's diets, that they would lose weight and live longer and happier. And, and this is a huge review study. Um, that um, looked at all the data on the influence of non-nutritive sweeteners on a variety of outcomes. And so the first outcome they looked at was mortality. And sure enough, uh, using these non-nutritive sweeteners actually increased mortality. It it increased mortality from all causes, as well as, in particular, from cardiovascular causes. This were huge studies, again, looking at 450,000 patients throughout Europe and Asia and the U.S. And using these sweeteners um, increased the, uh, the, the risk for death. And, and it can be as little as um, one or more exposures per day. And the more exposures you had, you almost, you, you had a 50% increase in cardiovascular mortality. So when you got to m- two or more servings of non-nutritive sweetener per day, you dramatically increased your risk of death. Now, this was studied in both men and women, but when they looked at the Women's Health Initiative, in particular, this is where things got concerning. Women seemed to be at a particular high risk of the adverse 
mortality risks from non-nutritive sweeteners. Getting two a day was associated with an increased risk of fatal and non-fatal stroke, ischemic stroke, all-cause mortality, even after you adjust for things like BMI and cardiovascular disease and Pre, pre, and diabetes. So these agents have some significant problems around mortality, and as little as one a day increases that risk. Well, and that's terrifying because you think about the prevalence of these, these sweeteners. They're in everything. And people, not even just in, in diet sodas, but people use it in, in their coffee. And and you think about all the, um, the coffee drinks that people go to in the coffee shops. I mean, I think if we really started asking our patients how much are they using would be astounded at how much of this per day they're exposed. And it's in, it's in all sorts of desserts as well, right. but I, I, you see it everywhere throughout a grocery store or in, in, in retail restaurants. So you're, you're absolutely right. So, so you may not live longer and it does have an effect on cardiovascular and obviously the stroke impact on postmenopausal women, but what's the effects on the incidence of type 2 diabetes? Well, um, there was some initial data that showed substituting um, a non-nutritive sweetener for sugar may cause a small reduction in risk of type 2 diabetes, and that was done in the, in the uh, nurse's health study. But when the Women's Health Initiative, a much bigger study by a factor of five times bigger, it found that, sure enough, one to six exposures per week had a slight increase, a very slight increase in the risk of diabetes. But when you got to more than one exposure a day, you had almost a 25% increase in the development of type 2 diabetes. Now, does it mean that these sweeteners cause diabetes? No. It could be that they make you think, well, I had this non-calorie sweetener in my coffee so I can have the cookie with it or whatever. We don't know why, but having more than one exposure per day causes a very significant increased risk of type 2 diabetes. And again, people have this understand or this belief that I have diabetes or I'm at risk for diabetes. I'm not avoid sugar, so I'll use the sweetener. Wow. So we, people who do, do not drink these drinks primarily to lower mortality or even type 2 um, di- risk, right? They do it mainly for uh, weight loss, right? So what's the influence of these on on weight. So, so you're absolutely right. Most people use these things because they want to try to stay thin or lose weight. And there's never been any data that shows using these agents help people lose weight. And in fact, all the data shows that using them actually increase BMI. Um, two or more servings a day, about a 40% increase in, in BMI. And, and when you get three or above, you, you, you will add one and a half kilograms, uh, one, you'll, you'll increase your BMI by one and a half points um, fairly quickly. Uh, so there's never been any good data that this was going to improve weight. Um, we just made that assumption. Right. And, and patients make it too, but I'm going to take responsibility here. Uh, the healthcare world in the 90s said too much sugar is bad, right. fine substitutions. Right. And so we programmed the world to think, I want to lose weight, I want to lower my diabetes risk, um, I, I should find a replacement for that packet of sugar. Right. And, and so we, we made things worse. Right. And so what about the effects of gut hormones and the microbiome by these, these sweeteners, both the artificial and the, the natural? All right. Well, uh, this has come under intense scrutiny of late because there's a huge interest in both the gut hormones as well as microbiome. And I, I'm going to say something positive. So far, the data shows um, 
that there's probably no short-term influence on the microbiome. When they've done uh, exposure, check the stool, there's not been a huge shift in the microbiome. As far as gut hormones go, we know um, that if you eat uh, a non-nutritive sweetener, you'll, your body in some ways will release insulin and there will be some release of agents, but most commonly people are using these things with meals or with some other food. And so right now the data is out as to whether it adversely affects insulin or GLP-1 because these are observational studies, and wherever there are small studies looking at uh, trial data on gut hormones, they're inconclusive at best. Right, and that also could have an effect on the uh, on the weight weight gain. And I know anecdotally for patients, getting back to the weight, I mean, I know anecdotally I've had patients who have just stopped using this and actually have had a minimal had some weight loss coming off of these things. So okay, so what are you going to how are you going to counsel Mike? Well, I think the first place to go is that we as a healthcare community need to recognize that these sweeteners do not help you lose weight, they do not lower your risk of developing type 2 diabetes, and they increase the risk of mortality. And I think we need to say that it needs to be printed everywhere. I'd love to put up a sign at the grocery store. The other thing is, is ask people why they want sweeteners and help them come up with solutions. So I cr I'm someone that craves sweets and uh, realize that there's so much sugar as fructose in fruit juices. So I'll take an ounce of orange juice or grapefruit juice, throw it in a glass and, and fill the rest up with seltzer. I'm still getting a little bit of flavor and, and it's, it's helping. I also tell people that a teaspoon of sugar has 15 calories. It's tiny. So if you're wanting coffee and you want to put a teaspoon of sugar in it, that's a fine idea. It's, I'd almost prefer you to use some whole milk with that so you're getting some fat with your carbohydrate. Um, uh, you know, getting three squirts of some sweetened stuff or is, is not a good idea, whether it's artificial or real, because they're, they're, they're just going to be extremely adverse. Right. But using a teaspoon of sugar or an ounce of juice is totally fine, and, and helping them find ways to add what we know is relatively safe right. and what we probably told people was wrong in the, few, in the past. And being mindful also of all the ways in which they're getting exposure to these, these uh, additives is really important, too. And then sort of a gradual reduction, getting them used to having something not as sweet as three you know, sweeteners in their coffee. So. Well, thank you, Susan. Well, I appreciate your discussion on this. Well, thank you for bringing this forward. Practice pointer. Artificial sweeteners called non-nutritive sweeteners do not help people, patients lose weight or decrease their type 2 diabetes risk and, in fact, increase the risk of cardiovascular mortality as well as all-cause mortality. Counsel against their use. Join us next time when we talk about family cohesion and mental health in adolescents. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com slash podcast and see you next week.